You're listening to Fear the Nth Cast. I'm JD. I'm Jason. And Josh isn't here again. Hey! That's okay. Bye, Josh. Bye. We, we told you he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> we meant it. In a blaze of glory. <laughs> the 4th of July was good to him. Yes. Or to us. I don't know how you want to say know. it. But uh, you may have, hopefully, you've already listened to our Fear the Walking Dead episode. Right. This episode is about Preacher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And pretty soon they won't both be on the same week because we're almost to the Fear of the Walking Dead mid-season finale. Which is good. This is wearing me out. Yeah, but <laughs> we have commitments that we've made and we're going to honor it because, damn it, we Hell don't quit. Yeah. We don't quit. Yeah. So we're talking about Preacher and this is season two, episode three, and it's called Damsel. Damsel. So, if you haven't listened to uh, our episode one and two recap, you really should, and you should definitely watch all of season one and season two. Seal just texted me on the 4th of July and told me that he decided to bite the bullet and go in for Preacher season two, and he's glad that he did. So, Seal, you're welcome. Wait, he thought he wasn't going to watch it? He's. I think he has a lot of commitments, and you know. Oh, God. But I, I think he, he realized that he made the right decision. I'm going out on a weird limb here. Is it a weird limb? This is this is probably one of my top three favorite shows. Dude, I love this show. I don't know why. Like it's, I do it's obviously why. Walking Dead. Yeah. And then for me, I don't know. Game I'm, of I'm getting a toss Game up of between this and Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think when Game of Thrones even season seven starts oh, this God. month, I'm gonna just lose my shit. <laughs> so I don't even know. Are you trying to be Steven it. there? <laughs> no, I was just growling. <laughs> Hmm. Well, he does it every episode know, of Dragon that. Ballers. I can't do it. He I can't do the, it like he does. It's weird. It's the fucking uh, Simpsons. Uh, it's like he swallows his tongue and then like, growl. Yeah, yeah, and like growls. But with growling. Yeah, it's weird. I can't do it. I can roll an R, but I can't swallow my tongue at the same time. Yeah. It's weird. So, yes, damsels. Um, they are in New Orleans, which Orleans. can only be a recipe for good things. Because this show is full of weird shit. And Have you been to New Orleans? I've never been. Really? I want to go so bad. We've told you, we need to go on a vacation. Oh, I know your wife and I. We and we went. You and my wife. Yeah, you know, like us and our wives. I yeah. said that way wrong. Yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. I said ooh, your ooh. wife and I need to go, and I was like, well, that Yikes. sounds that sounds terrible. Um, no, we need to go. I think yeah. okay. we went. It was really cool because uh, the bar where he slides that drink and hits the dude in the head. You with, been there? Yeah, we were at that bar. Nice. Super cheesy bar. Uh, but it's a jazz and it's, bar. It's not a jazz bar. Well, fun fact. How is not? <laughs> that's not true. Every bar in New Orleans that, is a jazz that bar. That bar is not a jazz bar. There's no live music. It's just a douchey tourist bar. Well, yeah. maybe that. And they were like, yeah, please come film yeah. at our bar. Yeah. And they're going to hear this episode, and we won't be welcome there when <laughs> we go to New Orleans. They won't care. But before we get to New Orleans, we've got to talk about that cold open. Because damn it, mm. if that wasn't some of the best television I've seen all year. It was awesome. All year. Eugene, who we've missed, where has he been? I love all, me some Eugene. All we know is that Jesse told him to go to hell, and damn it, you he can't went. you can't say no to Jesse. When Jesse tells you to do something, you gotta do it. Man. Dude, what and, did you think? And for a whole season, your your idea of Jesse is that he's he's this kid who like is a good kid, but he did a terrible thing. Right. He, your idea is that he tried to kill this girl. And then he tried to kill himself because he felt so guilty for it. And so you're like, man, I want to love Eugene, but he's also an asshole because he shot that girl. And then this cold open happens, and you're like, I'm the asshole. I, I, I love Eugene. Why did I ever doubt Eugene? And dude, 
I don't know. I mean, with the 13 Reasons Why lately and teen suicide, it's kind of at the forefront of everybody's mind. And Preacher, though, took it to a level to where oh. it's just a different level. I know. Like, I, I watched 13 Reasons Why because I have young children. And I know a lot of young children. I was like, I got to watch this. And when she commits suicide in the show, it was shocking. But this yeah. was just a whole nother level. Oh, I know. I was so tense the whole time they were on the bed. And I know. She kept having the gun pointed right at her head, and I was like, God, God. Well, because it's just going to, I felt like it's going to happen at random. It's going to randomly happen. Well, what I thought was that Eugene was going to do it for her. Like, would oh, you, yeah. You know, I did think that for a second. Yeah, too. you're like, well, Eugene had to have shot her in the head, so he's going <laughs> to, yeah. that's what happened, right? And so my boyfriend cheated on me with this chick who was a five. He was totally giving her. She was giving him head under the bleachers, and she hates me, and now everybody's going to know, yeah. so I've got to kill myself. <laughs> Just God. And then Eugene, being the good guy. Was that, Do you think that was a little satire to, like, 13 Reasons? I bet that was kind part of stuff yeah. like that. It was well, I mean, like, oh, super dramatic. Well, this high school drama. You remember high school drama. It's so... Well, <laughs> yours doesn't count. Well, yeah. Yours doesn't count at all. Yeah. But... It's it's so stupid. It's so petty. And it's like the end of the world when you're that age. Sure. And now looking back on it, you're like, God, we were stupid. Glad I didn't kill myself right. over that. Stuff that we cared about was so dumb. Like, yeah. in the long run, these people don't matter. Most of the people, if most of the people that were doing that shit under the bleachers are still doing that shit under oh, yeah. the bleachers. So it's fine. Give them a Wendy, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's but, a motel somewhere. But Eugene convinced her that there's more to live for and talking about the sound of music and mary poppins and you know when god closes the door he always opens a window you've got a miracle coming but if you're not here you're not going to get that miracle yeah you know it was good on him for convincing her that she was overreacting but if eugene did anything wrong he couldn't leave well enough alone yeah that he had to he had to grab a kiss. He had to turn this like almost suicidal moment into like a romantic thing. Right. And sure he has feelings for her. He's he, been he was in the friend zone. Oh, he's been friend zoned hard. <laughs> he was F Z real was the hard. King of the friend zone. I mean, like Eugene, my best friend, the person that I care about the <laughs> most, is gonna make sure that all the stuff in my suicide note happens. You yeah. know you're in the friend zone if you're the one Getting like helping write the suicide note. <laughs> I know. I'm sure. I'm sure Eugene thought when he went over there, and she's like, you know, he cheated on me with a five, so I'm gonna cheat on him with a five. And that's right. what he He's was like. Hoping. All right, it's cool. Like, Sweet, huh? This is the first time I'm, I'm finally <laughs> someone's gonna touch my peepee. Yeah. <laughs> but he convinced her, and she stopped. She put the gun down. But after he kissed her, she's like, "You thought you and me gross? Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Ew. Ew." Um, she grabbed the gun. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no. And instead of letting her kill herself, threw the head. And then his reaction when it happened was so great. Oh, my God. He's well, like, yeah, yeah. So he went and grabbed the gun. He tried to grab it in time. But it, oh, it blasted her. It did. Oh, it God, sure did. That was you crazy. saw the brains all over the wall. Just splatter up and, on the ceiling. And then him being like, Tracy, don't die. Tracy, don't die. Here, I'm just going to put all this back oh, in. You just started grabbing all the pieces. <laughs> put, trying to put it back in. You're going to be hard. You're sure be hard. knew better. I mean, he had oh, no better. Yeah, it's something you learn in like fourth grade biology. Eugene. If your brain comes out of your head, you're not. it's not oh, going to be put back in, right? Ignorant son of a bitch. And then right then, mom walks in. <sighs> 
And she's like, oh, hey, Eugene. But the door's locked. And, of course, mom jumps to conclusions. Like, what are you doing to Tracy? Sure, sure. Tracy, 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 Tracy. Which I would do the same thing. I would freak out. But uh, Oh, no, there's no lock. The only door that can lock in my house is when I'm in the bathroom. That's sure. it, because my kids would open the door. So I've got to lock it. I've already tested it. I can kick down any door that uh, I live, you know, in the in the apartment I live in. I can kick down any door ever. Any <laughs> any door ever. If I get a roundhouse <laughs> kick and I'm standing on level ground, any door is going That's down. That's right. Chuck Norris has trained me. Right. <laughs> that door has zero chance. <laughs> but Eugene is panicking because he knows... That it looks really bad and no one's going to believe it. It's going to be his word versus the word of a brain dead girl. I and mean, I felt in that situation, dude, I was just like, oh, fuck, he has nowhere to go. And right. he can't. And even the stick, even this. if he's found innocent, which he would have been because her, yeah. her fingerprints were on the gun and on the trigger. You and know, his weren't. His weren't. He would have been fine. But the stigma attached with this girl tried to kill herself while you were around is something that he never lived out. Yeah. Never, ever. So he goes and he's like, well, shit, I'm going to put it under my chin, blow out my brains, and then it'll be fine. Yeah. But for some reason, the gun misfires, and he looks down at it and gets it right in the face, right and, in the mouth. And that happens. Like, I, So I go dove hunting a lot. Every season we go dove hunting. And... I've literally had this happen where I pull the trigger, and obviously any gun owner never looks down the barrel. No. So, but it is still terrifying whenever you point your gun at the ground, and you're like, that's weird, I pulled the trigger, and then (laughs) it fires off. What kind of shitty-ass gun are you shooting? No, I shoot good guns. It's the shells. What kind of shitty-ass quantity? (laughs) Jeez. That's true. I shoot a lot. Ammunition is important. Buying good quality ammunition. I've never had a misfire like that ever, and I've shot thousands and thousands of rounds. I've thought. Uh, what? I can't talk. Never Go mind. Ahead. Carry so what? Huh? What were we gonna say? Uh, okay, I've but this more. is so. At first, you think this is just a flashback to set up the story for what Eugene and we're gonna. Oh, we're gonna see Eugene later this episode. But no, it's his worst. Well, yeah. As soon as it plays over, you're like. Yep, he's the worst hell. part of his life playing over and over like they did same with as the, the Saint, Saint of, Killer. of Killers. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, dude, that's some shit. That's awful. But he's in hell, and pre- yeah. preacher told him to go to hell, and he, damn it, he there went. There he is. But he gets a little bit of a reprieve because apparently his playback video <laughs> in hell just shuts shits down that on him, which is such a. It's kind of it was really cool. It was cool to see like, okay. It's just a playback, and he's just in a—he's in essentially a prison cell, mm-hmm. watching this over and over. Hellish bunker with thousands of prison cells and a hallway that stretches on to eternity, and yeah, is is crazy. What did you think about hell, dude? It was rough. It was rough, and I was like, you know that that would be awful to have to relive the worst moments of your life over and over. It makes me wonder, which is a really shitty thing to wonder. Have I already experienced the worst moment in my life? And if I have, I really hope I've already experienced it. Sure. Like, I hope I've already experienced it and I'm over it now. Well, I'm sure there's moments in your life that if you had to relive them over and over, you would. It would suck. Oh, yeah. yeah. It would be awful. I think, uh, hopefully, not hopefully, I'm sure everybody has those because that's how you learn. 
That's how sure. you, you, you know, there's, there's moments in your life that you remember. And when I remember them, it's always super cringy. Like, yeah. God, I can't believe I did that. God, that sucks. It's usually just me being an idiot. Sure. Which it's never involved killing anybody. Don't or someone accidentally them, blowing yeah. off half of their skull and brain sure. matter. Yeah, I get it. So, but I mean, watching that cold open, I was like, "Oh shit, we're in for a ride." Oh man, this episode's gonna be good. And I thought it was a really great episode. I did too. Really, yeah, great. I loved it. So, Tulip, Jesse, and Cassidy are in New Orleans following the jazz. Well, there's the car ride there first, and Jesse being like, "Do you want me to drive?" Yeah. Uh, my car? Why? Because you're driving like a little boy. Yeah, you're driving like a little boy. You're going 55. Well, that is the legal speed limit. <laughs> that was a funny scene. Right. But it makes you wonder what the hell happened to Tulip in New Orleans and why doesn't she want to be? Because she doesn't get scared very oh, often. She's not, you know, she beat the shit out of that one dude that was four times her size. She did. And they did such a good job on this episode showing that there's a... There's something wrong with Tulip because she's she's acting very different than she has, you know, in the first season and the first two episodes of this season. She's because she's a badass and she's like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. I don't care about laws. I'm going to get what I want when I want it. Let's go break the law. Let's be bad. But in this, she was just like, really, like timid. Is that is that the best word to describe her? I would almost say afraid. Yeah. She's yeah, afraid yeah. and uh, timid, sure, but I think the fear is what's the most surprising, is that she does not want to be there. She's doing it because she knows that Jesse needs to be there. And that he won't, like, not be there. He's but going to do that. Cassidy keeps telling her over and over, just fucking tell him. He you loves tell you. Him last. He loves you. He does. He was right. going to marry you. He still loves you, even though you stood him up at the altor. Right. You can trust him. Look, come on. I love Cassidy. Oh, he's I love him. Yeah, ridiculous. He's such like like the voice of reason in a crazy dude, which is awesome. Yeah. And so they get to New Orleans and they're going to <laughs> Jesse's grand plan is to go to all the jazz clubs dressed as a preacher and ask <laughs> if they've seen God because he's looking God? for God. I'm looking for God. You seen him? Yeah. Ridiculous. The first club they go to. Okay, do we need to talk about that? (laughs) Hey, I'm looking for God. All three Uh, of you? He's looking for God. There's three of you? (laughs) Right. And then when they get down there, Cassidy's like, Cassidy goes, and there's three of us. All three of us. All three three of us. And then they pull back the curtain, and then that furry, dressed like a damn Dalmatian. He was in latex. Like a latex Dalmatian suit. And the price that was is disturbing. I've never been in a place like that. Some that, serious gouging for men dressed as dogs. Well, Some serious clu- price gouging. That club was huge. I felt like they were walking forever to right. get to that basement. Well, they like went outside the club, went to right. another building. <laughs> like there was a lot of- He's like, it's 1500 if you want to watch, 6000 for doggy style, then 12000 if you want to get down on this. Get in on it. And right. I was like, what? What is What? And Cassidy starts pulling out cash. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> Cassidy's like, I'm going to pay the man. Yeah, I'm going to pay the I'm man. Gonna see how much, <laughs> I'm going to see how much cash I have on me because I'm interested to see what's about to happen. You know, if, if this this could be great. This could be a memory. Right. Dude. <laughs> Just, oh, and Jesse was like, I didn't mean that God. I meant the real God. What is right. this? It was so funny. And, like, and then they got all pissed off. The and, dog growled at him. 
And then the bouncer was like, get out of here, you sick freaks. And I was like, who are what? you calling a sick freak? Like, a honestly. Dog treats, and one of them's a yeah. spiked dildo. Right. In this room, who is the sick freak? I mean, I mean, furries are I don't fine. know if I was more disturbed by the dog or the woman holding the leash to the dog. Oh, no, it was, was the dog. no expression. No, it was the dog for me, for sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was a, creepy. You know, I've never... I've never seen a suit <laughs> That was just really creepy as shit. I've seen him like that. Like uh, Tosh, you never watched Tosh? Oh yeah. Tosh always make, makes fun of the the uh yeah. I don't watch it anymore, but he used to make fun of furries a lot. And I'm not <laughs> well, gonna make fun of furries, don't get me wrong, but that dog sure. was stop it. I would never <laughs> but be, whatever you're into is fine for you. But that that was just disturbing to see <laughs> On the screen, just like a Dalmatian. I was just like, whoa. The growl set it off. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. And Cassie, <laughs> later, when Tulip's like, my stomach upset. And Cassie was like, mine too. We're still doing backflips <laughs> after that shit I just saw. I mean, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to make that ride in my head. Yeah. But Tulip still, she's like, I'm done looking. I need to go lay down. I'm sick. And Jesse knows that something's up. And she just won't tell him. She, Yeah, man. It's so obvious she's she's got something going on, but I think that Jesse gets so focused on on what he's doing and and you know his goals and finding God that I don't know. I think that still like shines through the bad side of Jesse, where yeah. he's still he's not a great guy. He's very much an antihero. Like he's not the kind of guy who's going to look at her and be like. Oh, sweetie, what's wrong? Let's talk about it. Just tell me everything you want to tell me, and I'll listen. I'll listen. You know, but, like but, he's just like, I got, I got my shit to do. You go lay down, do whatever you need to do. But Tulip, being Tulip, he knows that she's not going to respond if he's like, mm-hmm. you know, sweetie, just tell me what. Oh you yeah, want. she'll but make fun of him. He did try. He was like, "What the fuck is going on? Tell, yeah. Like seriously, tell me yeah. what's happening. Clearly, something's not right." And she's like, "I don't feel good." And he's like, "That's it." Really, that's it? Okay, you go lay down then. Because at that point, if they're not going to tell you when you're asking, sure. what is the point of asking anymore? Yeah, It's just like, because then as soon as you stop asking, they're going to tell you. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? <laughs> well, I'm just, like, from my personal experience. <laughs> oh, I know. From my personal experience. This is the last time I ask. I'm going to ask one more time. If there's nothing wrong, I'm I'm moving on. I'm going to play games. <laughs> right. And then as soon as you move on, they're like they come in, they're like, I just wish that you would even like see why did yeah, you say that three minutes ago? I knew something yeah. was wrong. I knew it. Yeah. Or like when you're trying to pick a restaurant. I've I've started. What I do now is what my wife will say, Well, I don't care what do you want to eat, it's fine, just pick something. So I know what that really means is when I pick something, she'll tell me what she actually wants. So I'll say, right. How about here? And she'll be like I don't really want that. How about here? That's fine. Let's yeah. go there. I see. We have no problem with restaurants. It's movies. When we're like watching a movie or renting a movie, I, dude, I get like, I get one choice maybe once every couple months. Yeah. And so she'll be like, what movie do you want to watch? And I'm like, uh, there's really no movies out I really want to see. So I don't really want to waste my rental on it. Right. She's <laughs> like, what do you mean waste your rental? I'm like, I don't want to waste my opportunity. Right. You watch, because you know what will happen. As soon as I watch whatever I want to watch, then, you know, next time we go to rent something, she's like, well, you picked last time. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. No, I didn't pick last time. I didn't time. mean to pick that. I picked five times ago. That's yeah. not last time. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's fine. But it's so Tulip goes to lay down, and Cassidy is like, "Oh, I got to go with her because we're not staying at a hotel. We're gonna go stay at my friend's house, and he'll get bent out of shape if I'm out there." Yeah. So uh, I'll text you the address. He's a great guy. Great, great, great guy. And so Jesse <laughs> keeps looking in the bars, and it becomes a joke. Sure. Like, uh, preacher looking for God in a bar in New Orleans. Probably not the right. best place to find him. But they don't know what he knows. Yeah. And then Cassidy and Tulip go to Dennis's house. And Dennis, I don't know what's up with him. Only speaks French. Nice, big-ass house. And it doesn't appear that he's a big fan of Cassidy. Which, <laughs> I love, which makes I love it even Cassidy. funnier. He goes, do you speak French? Yeah, me neither. We don't know what you're saying. <laughs> right. Didn't get a word of it, uh, yeah. but we're, we're going to stay here with you for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> why don't you just invite us in? And Dennis is like, fine. And he lets him in. <laughs> sure, he wants us here? Well, he left the door open. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go ahead and stay. Come on. Come yeah. on. Come on. And still, Tulip will not tell even Cassidy, who she trusts. I don't know if she trusts more than Cassidy Cassidy more than Jesse, or if she's just more willing to tell Cassidy what's going on in her life because they've been through some shit. She, I mean, Cassidy just helped her hide a body. Right. So he's, well, he's kind yeah. of at a different level of trust currently than Jesse, which isn't really a great thing. Well, I feel like Cassidy right now is he's being friend zone, just like our, our friend Eugene. Yeah. I'm trying he's, not to, to do any spoilers from the comic because I know what happens with their uh-oh. relationship. So I'm not going to do that, but. It's uh, setting it up. Their relationship is being set up, I think, to really follow what's going to happen. You just in the told comic. me everything I need to know. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> but it's going to be good. Yeah. And so Cassidy even calls her out on her bullshit. And he's like, I feel like I'm pretty handy. Yeah. I he's feel like, like I, I'm not can, the dumb Irish, dumb Irishman. I'm yeah. not the dumb Irish sidekick, you know, that just right, tags right, right. along. You can trust me. I've done some things. I've been around for a few hundred years. I happen to be a vampire. Let's go ahead and. Get this done. Which this is what I love about this show, man, is because there's nothing like focusing around these certain oddities, like the fact that he's a vampire and that doesn't get brought up. Like no one no one's like the writers aren't constantly like, let's pay notice to the fact that Cassidy's still a vampire. It's just like right. sure. Uh, but Cassidy, first and foremost, is is a character, and he's part of this trio, right. and and him being a vampire is just like his, it's just his who he is. Side it's thing. like Jesse yeah. having the power. That yeah, he does like Genesis. they all just work so well together. That's like it's the coolest team. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so Jesse goes to a bunch of clubs, and then finally a bartender's like, "Hey, you want to go try this singer, Laura Featherstone or Lara, Lara?" Yeah. And he goes and he hears her sing, and hearing her sing that song, I mean, I'm not a jazz fan. It depends on the jazz. Okay. I'm not a big smooth jazz fan. I like the slower jazz. jazz. I don't like the uh, faster, upbeat, New Orleans kind of jazz. (laughs) Where everybody's playing their own thing. I mean, that's like, we're all going to solo. All four of us are going to solo at the same time. Yeah, and sometimes it's good. Like Dixieland jazz, that's not really for me. But the slower jazz, it's really kind of like, oh, my God. The, yeah. You can, where you feel every note, and they kind of like, when they hold it and pull it, and she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that. that. So this yeah. song that she sang, I was like, okay, that I can get yeah. into. And she, yeah, she worked it. 
And then her little interaction with the dude with the American <laughs> yeah, flag yeah, tie yeah. was hilarious. You like America, huh? <laughs> yeah. I sure do. I love America. We have a lot in common. <laughs> Why don't you let me take you yeah. to dinner? It's the capital of Florida. And he knew what it was. It is Tallahassee. Right? Yeah. I was like, how? Uh, that's one of the few <laughs> ones you that everybody knows. He's like, I think Tallahassee. <laughs> it's like it's not like what's the capital of New York? And people say New York City, and you're like. Mm, is it? Is it right. really? So, if you know what the capital of New York is, congratulations, without Googling. It's the capital of Texas. Austin? Don't tell anybody. Oh, sorry. Damn it. I used to live in South Dakota. What's the capital of South Dakota? I'll give you a dollar. I'll give you a dollar right now if you know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I don't know anything about South Dakota. Mount Rushmore? Sure, okay. You That's, got that. Do you know what that is? We're all real proud. Are you aware of what Mount Rushmore is? We're all real proud. Do you that know you what got, it is, though? That you got Mount Rushmore. Do you know what Mount Rushmore yes. is? Yes. What is it? A bunch of president's heads on the side of, okay. a, side of a mountain. As long as you know what that one is. You claim South Dakota is like my home state or anything. Uh-huh. just lived there for 10 years when I was but a child. But you do say pop. I don't say pop. Wait, what do you say? Soda? I soda. do say soda. Soda. It's the way you say soda. But I say it that soda. way on purpose. <laughs> On purpose. Anyways, where were we? Sorta. Shit. So uh, Laura talks to Jesse, and Jesse is like, "Have you seen God?" This bartender told me they do a little smooth jazz of their own. This bartender told me to check with you, and she's like, "Clean yourself up," and then meet me out back. What? Because uh, (laughs) uh, so he and she throws a drink in his face. He goes in the bathroom to clean up, and sees her getting in the cab, but. When he runs to chase after her, these dudes in white suits hit her taxi and try to abduct her, and he is not having it. And those dudes are the Grail? The Grail. But yeah. we don't know that yet. Well... We just know there are dudes in white suits that are religious nuts. It's a comic, and there's there's a little bit... We gotta give our listeners a little tidbit, a little, a little taste, a little... Uh, Reaching under the foil of the dessert that wasn't set on the table yet. Mm. Little bite of that I just bef- wanna, before the episode. I just want to taste it. I yeah, just want to taste it. I just want to taste. Well, I mean, and that's the, why they come to us. My problem, my thought behind the Preacher comic versus the show versus The Walking Dead, I feel like a lot of people have read The Walking Dead. I don't think a oh, lot sure. of people have yeah. read Preacher. So I really try not to give anything away. Because if you're one of those people that have read the Preacher comic, you know that it's not something that you can adequately explain. Like the Walking Dead comic, you can kind of go into it and tell what's going on with the story. But Preacher, you're just like, I can't even talk to you about it until you've I, read it. I, I couldn't just, explain the show to somebody. Right. Like, realistically, yeah. if I'm thinking like, oh, well, it's these three people and they're on the search for God. Like... Okay, what does that mean? Right, and I think that's one thing that sets it apart. Like, you have to watch it. You have to know what you're talking about, which I don't think is a bad thing. I don't oh, think it's a bad thing that your show is so complicated awesome. complicated, and the story is so unique that you can't really compare it to something and have a normal conversation with someone who's never seen yeah. or read it. I think that's amazing. Okay, yeah. so Jesse goes and he makes the van stop, beats the shit out of the dudes in their white masks, and then Laura's like... Oh, why don't you come with me back to my apartment and we will uh, talk this over. Right. And like any good preacher, he does that. He does do that. (laughs) And he gets back to the apartment. She's got a baby and 
he's she's deciding I've got to hide because these religious nuts, you know, there was this dude who basically came in telling me that God was missing and they were looking for him. And that dude died, wound up in the swamp, which is kind of normal, but I had forgotten about it until you showed up asking mm-hmm. the same question. And now I'm a little concerned. Right? Yeah. And she she wants to test his power. She's like, how did you make those dudes stop? I told him to. Well, could you stop me from kissing you? We don't know that he's test that she's testing his power yet. Well, she she's, wants she wants him she to prove. She is asking. She wants and, him to prove that it's real. And to me it seems like, all right, she's kind of digging here. Like, what's going on? Well, he came out and said that he had a power that could make people do what he wanted. My first response well, would be Well, he started like, he started with saying, "Oh, it's the color. People listen right. to the color." But I mean, my first response would be Bullshit. Oh, Prove yeah. it. Show me. Yeah. Prove it. And you know, that's one way to do it. And like, hey, I'm gonna kiss yeah. you and let you make stop. me stop. And right. so she's confirmed that he has powers and that uh she, he's for real. And she's like, Okay, that's good to know. Well now we're gonna go to my sister's and lay low and I hope you find what you're looking for. Yeah. Because if anybody could do it, I believe it's you, Breacher. Yeah. I believe it's you. And then uh Tulip and Cassidy are still having their talk. Tulip's like, I'm going to go get some smokes. Cassidy's like, you want me to come with you? No. I'm I'm good. I got this. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go down to the store, and then I'll be back. But she had met some people earlier in the show. That one lady recognized her, wanted to make a cake, have her come over for dinner, and all that stuff. And Tulip's like, oh, shit. She's probably telling yep. everybody that I'm here. This is not great. Which is crazy, because... Cassie's just like, oh, she seems like such a nice lady. And Tulip's like, yeah. She's a yeah, bitch. Yeah, okay. I'm maybe not. Maybe she's not a nice lady. Again, so cool. Yeah, so when they get, she goes to the laundromat or whatever. and That scene was honestly so amazing. Was. It was filmed really well. Her face, like, just. Dude, I don't know how she was able to, like, convey. I, I really love her. I do. Ruth so Nega much. Is awesome. Like how she conveyed so much of like knowing exactly what's happening and being content with it. It's like she's accepted it, ready to deal with it. Because she tried to call Jesse earlier in the episode, and they really didn't talk about anything. And I don't know whose fault that was. I'm going to blame Jesse. Could fix all of this. Isn't that isn't that the crazy part? Like all he has to do is be there and say, "Stop! Don't do this anymore. Leave her alone." And Boom, it's done. It's true. But there's something there's something deeper going yeah, on. Yeah, so for some reason Tulip doesn't want to rely on him and confide or trust him. I don't know what it is. So she okay. gives this dude a hundred for a five to get some change. She goes <laughs> to buy her smokes and while she's getting her cigarettes, she turns around. Well, I mean, they're showing up and she knows, and the dude is calling, Hey Victor, we finally found her. So yeah. so many questions there, like who is Victor? How the fuck does he know everybody in New Orleans to where Tulip walks to the laundromat to get cigarettes? Right. He can send a group of thugs to come right. pick her up. Like this is this is serious. And what did Tulip do to piss him off to where she's he's looking for her? Yep. But it's cool that they're in New Orleans because all of that makes a lot of sense to me. Because sure. if you ever been in New Orleans, it's and maybe some of you are from New Orleans, um, it's all so like close together. And all of the shop people know the other shop people. Oh, sure. And people walking around the streets know the people walking around the streets. And the only people who don't know anybody are tourists. Mm-hmm. And so 
if Tulip is from that area, well, everybody's going to know. Yeah, they're going to be like, well, it's yeah. fucking Tulip right there. Yeah. Hey, what up, Tulip? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what's what's happening with Victor and what's going on with Tulip. And then the ending with Jesse at a bar and the the one dude with the beard like <laughs> that's awesome daddy-o. That's, that's awesome. That's daddy-o. real cool daddy-o. And they're like, "All right, what do you want to hear? One more song and a walk to the peak, which is apparently God's favorite Just song. Just chaos song. It's and Tulip which was cool. Tulip described it perfectly. It's cats having sex. At an airport, underneath an ice <laughs> right. cream truck, I was like, you know what? I can see that. That's a, that's a perfect description of what's happening in the song. But it was so cool because, like, as he's listening and he asked the dude, he's like, you know, I've listened to the song over and over. It's and a real like, deep cut, bro. I don't know what it means. Like, tell me what it means. Mm-hmm. And did he not say it's the end of the world? Right, the end of the world. And and then, like, all of a sudden, like for me. In that moment, li- like listening to the music, I love music. I don't love jazz, but like I try to understand music. Yeah. Um, and then just like sensing the chaos and like the drums and and, well, and seeing the all the musicians play it live uh, really helped me because just hearing it on a CD is different. But watching the piano guy, the trumpet player, kind of lean back and get ready to play, and when he started playing, you know, just seeing them feeling it, I was like, you know what? Okay, I can see where this is coming from, and I, yeah, you know. But all he needed to say was "end of the world," and it made. Like it was very Jesse clear got it. to me. Yeah. yeah, Jesse got it, and I think the audience could get it too because you could see that. Like, oh, because you think with jazz, I, it's chaos. Yeah. Like the end of the world would be chaos. This is chaos. Like it, there's a lot of craziness happening right now. Right. And then we got introduced to Hairstar, which was right. I mean, I don't know how much I want to tell y'all about Hairstar. He works for the Grail. He's got a badass position, and he is. One of the worst people that you could ever imagine. Like, just imagine the worst person you know. This person's like worse. Hitler, right? And, <laughs> well, and then we talk Hitler. Eugene is on the same hallway as Hitler. Like, He's what right the, next door to what him. the hell did Eugene do? Oh, he would have to be next to Hitler compared to Hitler. Wow, you know. But Hitler's going to come back to play, which is, I mean, you should think about you think about a show putting Hitler in it Crazy. on on cable television. Crazy. Like, uh, there's podcasts I listen to where they always talk about putting Hitler in the movies and things like that. And just to be funny, but like, this is totally serious. They've got Hitler in there in hell because he's a terrible person and he is going to be a big character going forward, which is just nuts. Which is to me. crazy. Nuts. Cool, though. Yeah. So this sh- this episode, you know, it. It slowed down a little from the first uh, first two. Not as much action, not as much fighting and everything, but really. Dude, set but the up. fight scene where he's fighting the Grail was really cool. Sure. Cool scene, like this episode. Dude, Honestly, the first two episodes were great. I loved the second episode. Yes, absolutely. I loved the time with uh, Fjorn and <laughs> the heroin overdose. Right. Everything that right, was you just keep dying over uh, and over. Yeah, so good, it was awesome. But this yeah, one, this episode was. I just love. I love the the little tidbits they threw in from the comic with Hairstar and the Grail and Angelville and things like that. Yeah, it's just really an homage and a little teaser for the comic book fans and set up what's going to happen in the season and the craziness that's about to come. And yep. just the way it was filmed, New Orleans at night has a little bit of a noir feel anyway, oh, but just yeah. the way they shot it 
and then the way they interacted with people, I just sure it was it was really well done. And then you know we found out because the reason we met Hairstar is because Laura was a double agent. She took off her wig. She's a brunette and not a blonde. And she's like, Jesse has these powers and it's problematic. So we need to upgrade our status because the bartender was in on it as well. It was great. Oh god, there's so many good things in this episode, and I'm really excited for the rest of the season. That bartender is in the first episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. And Laura, season one, episode one. Laura's from uh, Better Call Saul. If you like that show. She oh yeah, is she is, isn't she? She is from Better Call Saul. That makes sense. Yeah. So, dude, great episode. Loved, Loved it. it. Yeah. Whoa, Jinx. Yeah, I love this. Jinx, show. you owe me a coke. Honestly, if y'all want to talk to me about this show. Hit me up on Twitter. I will talk all day. What is your Twitter? I love it. I'm at VRT Jason. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Real JD Lee. If you want to talk to us at all about the show, though, you can hit up our show Twitter. It's at Fear Inthcast. We all have access to that one. And then if you need more than 140 characters, you don't want to share it with everybody, send us an email and we will respond to you. We love talking to our people that listen to the show and people that like Preacher or Fear the Walking Dead. It's fear at nthcast.com would be that email. And all three of us get it. Yeah. And then uh, check out our website, uh, fearnthcast.com. We've got a whole bunch of stuff on there, all the episodes, uh, links to our Twitter, and then also links to our Patreon page. If you would like to be a supporter, uh, we would appreciate it. And then uh, any any tier you feel comfortable giving to support us, if you're a big fan and you listen, that would mean the world to us. And if you want to take the time to do a review, uh, we would love that as well. Just go to iTunes and review our show. Tell us what you really think. Um, we can take it. We're grown ass men, but uh, mm-hmm. we would appreciate that. It helps us more than you probably are aware of. Right. Anything yeah. else? Everything will be back to normal next week. Josh should be back. He's yeah. not actually dead. Right. And we should be releasing on our normal yeah. days Tuesday, but uh, yeah. it was the 4th of July. 4th this of week. July. Man, it's been crazy. Summer's crazy, dude. Summer is crazy. You, you're busy. I'm busy. I'm about to move. It's just a lot of shit going on. Yeah, so it's just a busy but hey, time. We're still getting it out there. Maybe it's not on the exact day, but it's, damn it, it's on the same week. It is. So well, we hope you all having a good summer. You're enjoying Preacher and enjoying Fear the Walking Dead. Yep. And until next time, we will talk to you later. Later.